All right, you guys, we're so grateful to have one of my good friends, Mr. Rob Ward. He's a licensed professional counselor, and he's been in the field for 18 years plus, and he's going to kind of talk to you guys about his experience working in the field and some of the things he's doing now in his life. So I'm so grateful to have you, Rob, a part of Black Canvas. Thank you for being here. Thanks, man. I appreciate the, the invite. It's definitely humbling and honoring. Well, I love Rob, you guys. He's a great, not only guy um, that shares his experience, but he's been through a lot of challenges. And I think it's just good for us to kind of see about evolving. And especially now since COVID-19, we've all experienced things mm -hmm. in different ways. So I want Rob, if you can kind of introduce and tell us what got you into the field of counseling when you first started. Man, I got my, I, I believe everybody's called to do something. Uh, I, I'm a spiritual person. I'm not religious, but I'm definitely definitely spiritual and uh i really dig jesus so that's kind of my my god of choice if you will um i was 17 and i was at a uh i was baptist back then at a baptist youth camp but i wasn't there to pray uh, <laughs> so um chasing you know just being 17 you know chasing women and um uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. But there was, uh, I was kind of walking around, milling around, minding my own business. And there was these concrete steps that went around the uh, sanctuary and it was outside. It was kind of a weird place. And kind of up in the middle, there was a girl and she was just bawling. And I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, but she wasn't, uh, wasn't my type. Um, and I was like, well, that sucks for you, man. I'm going to head the other way. And when I tried to move away, it was like my feet were set in concrete. And I was just like, nah, you can't do this to me. You cannot do this to me. And the next thing I know, I'm sitting down next to her and I ask her, hey, what's wrong? And of course, there was, you know, all this crying and, and sobbing and I couldn't understand what she said. And I'm like, I just thought to God, I was like, see, this is why I told you I didn't want to get involved in this because I really don't know what to do. Next thing I know, it's like something else takes over. And I was like, hey, you need to breathe. So she breathes. And I said, okay, I need you to tell me what's wrong. So she told me what was wrong. And I said, well, have you tried this? And she said, no, I haven't. And I said, why don't you give that a shot? And uh, she thanked me and went on her way. And then like a day later, she kind of came skipping up to me and was just like completely different, just happy and just like, hey, you know, I, I did what you you told me to, and it, and it worked, and everything's great now. And I'm like, well, that's cool, you know. That's that's kind of how it happened. Mm -hmm. And I love that, Rob, because it kind of goes back to um, counseling. If you're doing it for the right reasons, and I think, like, of course, everyone goes into any career. And I always believe counseling is a career, or should be a career choice for people, not just a job, because you, you have a yeah. lot of people's lives um, in the balance. And if you're not aware of what you're giving off or what you're not um, able to assist people with, you can sometimes bring in your own personal stuff into a session. So oh, yeah. I love that. Like you said, the beginning stages of it was like, Hey, I don't even know what this is, but like you were able to give her something that she held on to. And that really impacted her life. And, um, from my experience with you, I've been impacted by, um, how great not only you are as a counselor, but being able to read people and discern different spirits. I think that is important as a counselor to be able to, to be in tune. Um, can you kind of give me what is like a, a strength that you feel that a therapist should have outside of being aware? Is there a certain type of strength they should have? Man, oh gosh, there's so many. I, I would say you need to be a 
you need to be a moral person. And I don't mean that in some sort of religious or legalistic way. I mean, you, you really need to care about people because if you get into counseling for money, you're going to be sorely disappointed. You, <laughs> if 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 you get it in for 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 like prestige or honor or look at me, then you probably need to do something else. That's kind of what I mean by moral. You know, you need to make little of yourself, much of God, and much of people, and and treat every person as they are, which is the direct imprint and image and likeness of God. And what you do to them, you do to Christ. Um, I'm not perfect at it, but uh, not not by any means. But that, that would be the number one. E- even if you don't believe in God or anything like that, you still need to embrace their humanity. And, and you're human and they're human. And so what if that was you? I love that. And uh, the, what what is that? What if that was actually you in that moment helps you to kind of understand mm-hmm. our weaknesses as well? Because as counselors, we have weaknesses. And what would you say is one of the main <clears throat> weaknesses that you've noticed in the field of counseling, if there's any that you can share? Oh, in the field, there's there's tons, there's plenty, there's lots we need to work on. Um, I would say that uh, well, this, you know, team or um, you know staff, however you want to put it, is is a reflection of leadership. If you have a leadership that's only interested in money or numbers or being recognized, there's that problem again then that's you, you, you're going to run people off that are there for the right reasons that could do the most good. Uh, you, and you're going to promote people. And I don't mean just like career wise, but you're going to promote people that are actually toxic to others. I think that's, I have seen a lot of, I, sometimes I, I think the counseling field, you know, uh, is kind of like a barrel of crabs. I've seen a lot of people trying to pull other people down that are headed up. I mean, why are you a counselor if you're doing that? What you should be doing is sitting back and going, wow, that's awesome, and applauding and helping. You know, and your time will come. If if you're supposed to do something amazing, like be the next Albert Ellis, it's coming. But you you can't do it that way. You don't want to do it that way because everything that you do in secret is going to come around. It's going to be exposed. Absolutely. And I can, I think that goes back to, like you said, maintaining a healthy, like well-balanced life that we have to be aware of what we give off, but also what we're doing to find our own attunement and to be aware of where our emotions lie. Because if we're unaware of what we're giving off or not even caring about how people perceive us, either inside the counseling session or outside, um, that plays a huge role into your psyche and what you choose to hold on to versus what you choose to either blame others or not take responsibility for. So I love that you said that, like as a counselor, we have to be aware of, you know, where we are today and what are some things we'll be working on um, in our own lives, but also as a therapist, you know, how do we handle stress? Um, And I know stress is one of the biggest things outside of compassion fatigue for counselors, but can you kind of briefly kind of share like what is stress or how Mm -hmm. you handle stress um, in counseling or outside of counseling, and what does compassion fatigue mean to you? Well, the answer to the first one is not going to be impressive. The answer is not well. <laughs> so, uh, I, just being honest. Right. Um, That's all I want. Man. I want honesty. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> the, as far as the, the caregiver fatigue or compassion fatigue, that's definitely a real thing. 
think the only way really to combat that, and again, I'm I'm speaking from a uh, from theoretical basis, not practical basis, uh, <laughs> is to have a good support system around you. Be connected with your higher power, or whoever or whatever that is. Um, make sure you're doing other things that really drive you, like who you like. For me, you know, until COVID hit, it was jujitsu. I mean. For me, that was like a, a conduit, a natural conduit of, of counseling, you know, because you're in there. You're basically trying to figure out how to use the opponent's energy against. And I don't mean the people. I'm talking about the symptoms, how to use that against the illness itself. Right. Uh, the other thing is music. You know, I'm a musician. Uh, I play the guitar. I mean, it, you have to like you have to. You can't. What I'm saying is, like, outside of counseling, I mean, especially when you get, I don't know, five years into this, your whole world shouldn't revolve around counseling and reading articles and watching psychological movies. And it should be more. I mean, dude, no, you you need to take a break. Like, you don't need to be 24 seven Superman. You, You need to shut that off and you need to have boundaries and be able to. Uh, tell because a lot of people, man, once they find your counselor, besides the joke of, are you analyzing me now? The other thing that you're going to get is they start telling you about all their problems. And it's like, you know, that's really not appropriate. We're friends. It's not appropriate. I mean, absolutely. you know, and it's not just because, oh, you're getting counseling for free. It's not really that. It's just like, Hey, I have, I have, I have to take care of me. And if I don't take care of me, I can't take care of the people that come to see me. I can't teach them how to do that. That's right. uh, so, you know, it can be from bosses. Hey, can you work an extra shift? No, I can't. I sure can't. I mean, whatever that might mean for your career there, you know, I mean, you, you're going to be in burnout. You're going to wear out. That's right. And one thing I love, Rob, is um, no is a complete sentence. That's a statement that you don't have to explain everything. When you say no, it's no. And, um, also people are going to have resentments regardless if, if they want to hold on to that, no. but that doesn't have to be a part of your life and your narrative and your no. life either. So no. I want you to give maybe our listeners, if there's anyone who's interested in going into the field of counseling, what is one major piece of advice outside of, of course, being aware of setting boundaries and compassion fatigue? What is um, one piece of advice you would give someone who wants to join the field of counseling? Okay. Again, me being real. So, uh, you better buckle up for this one. Uh, don't. Mm-hmm. If you can do anything else, don't don't do this. I'm I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not you know I know I'm retired. I know because I'm yeah I'm burned out. Yes I'm tired, but it, it's this is more than burnout or tiredness talk. And this is I'm being real. This is what I even when I before I was burned out. That was the hey I want to be a therapist. What should I do? And I would look at him and I'd say number one no you don't, and number two is there anything else you're good at? Then go do that because when things get hard. Mm-hmm. When things get hard, you're going to go do it. That's what you're going to go fall back on. Like you better not be good at anything else. This better be the only thing you can do. This is it. This there. What I'm saying is burn the boats. You know, there's an old, I don't know if it's a Viking saying, but I like to think it is burn the boats. I mean, if you're going to do it, you know, I did it for 18 years. I'm proud of what I did. I'm proud of the length I did it for. But, you know, it's time for me to do whatever God has next for me. But you can't do this forever. You can't. That's right. And, Rob, I'm glad I'm glad you said that. And I want to kind of segue to what you just the last part you mentioned. 
of doing what your higher power, who you choose to call God says, mm-hmm. is that it's important that no matter what field, even if it's something else, if it's working at a school system, of course, for many teachers who are paid less and who work long hours and who will never maybe live to see that person at 40, 50 years old in their career, but they were just a small imprint. I think that's Rob, what you've given to the field, as you mentioned in those 18 years, you've given not only more of your life, but you've also given people the tools you've learned. And I think that's more of a counseling for anyone who's out there, who's interested possibly in that field. It's about what you can give and also what you take away from it, because you don't want your life to be consumed by just one thing, no matter what it is. Um, but also be right. aware of what do you want to gain from this? And, and, and I think that we gain so much when you go in this profession, you, you do also take on at times a lot of stressful situations because you're hearing a lot of deep, dark things and you're trying not to, of course, internalize it. But, you know, we would all lie and right. say if there's not a moment where your mind doesn't go of, man, that's really hard. How am I going to come up with a treatment plan or something to assist this person? When, you know, I have my own things going sure. on in my life. So we have to realize not to have any transference or counter-transference sure. issues that can, of course, happen in a moment. But yeah, Rob, I think you're right. After 18 years of any job, but 20, 30 yeah. years or however long, you have to remember the reason I'm doing it, why I'm doing it, and if yeah. I should be doing it. And I think like, you know, our motives have to be in the right, right place before doing whatever profession. So I agree with, you know, what you're saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So the last thing I want us to kind of talk about, Rob, is can you tell us what do you have going forward now that you're getting into the retirement phase of this and moving forward? What are you thinking you're wanting to do in, in, in the next couple of years? Or do you have any thoughts? Uh, man, I have no clue. Um, it, it more than likely would just be another, you know, part of my personality. You know, I'm, I'm an artist. Now, I don't draw. Now, don't don't take it that way. I don't draw. I draw stick figures poorly. Uh, third graders come by and laugh at my drawings. It's that bad. Uh, well, Rob, I resemble that remark too. So <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't have a clue. You know, like I said, I, I wait and I listen, which is uh, waiting and listening are both uh, difficult for me when it comes to because uh, I don't just like sitting around. Um, but it's now, you know, it's time for me to chill out and rest. I think that's probably the next phase. And then after that, it's just going to be something that that's, you know, it's going to have to be something that's intelligent and creative and beautiful because that's, that's what I do. I mean, that's, that's who I am, you know? Absolutely. And Rob, like I said, I'm grateful to have you as a friend, but the best part about you that I think many people who don't know you is, is that you really do have not only a genuine heart, but you have the ability to reach people where, where they where they need to be reached. And I think like that is not Man, something that you can it. teach, no matter what profession you're in. But it's yeah. it's a, a cor- I think it's a cornerstone in a counselor is that if they have someone you can sit in a room with them, and you can trust that not only are they going to have your best interests, but that they do care about your your soul and not just mm. caring about getting the job done. That to me is the mark of not only a consummate professional, but of an amazing counselor. And I'm grateful to know you and grateful for all the years that you have not only given to the field, but that in your next journey in life that you're going to give to other people when whatever you choose to do. And we're grateful to have you here. Yeah, man, I appreciate appreciate you, man. I appreciate the comments. They're uh, very very gracious. <laughs> so, but it's the truth. And the one thing yeah. I love about you, Rob, is you're real. You don't beat around the bush. You say it the way it is. No. And I think like, that's what you, when you look for anyone, especially a counselor, you're looking at relationship, 
a friendship, you want someone that you can go to and say, hey, you know what? I'm just not in the mood. I really don't know how to f- answer this. I don't want to answer it. And give me time. And when I'm yeah. ready, let's address it when we both are in a yeah. stable place. And I think that's what makes a great person, but also someone who's real. And like I said, when, when you're looking to really build something, yeah. you want to make sure it's coming from a genuine place. And that's something you've always given. And I think that's a great quality. I appreciate you, man. Absolutely. I really do. So we thank you, Rob, so much for being a part of Black Canvas, you guys. Um, if y'all want to reach Rob, Rob, is there any way or anything you want people to reach you? You tell. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> number one, number one. Look, I'm retired. Uh, I, I, so I'm not doing therapy. Don't ask yes. me. I'm not doing it. Um, I don't care. There's not a, no amount of money. Um, if, right. if just basic uh probably not the phone because if i don't know the number i'm not answering it um uh, (laughs) i just you know i have bill collector nightmares it's just past trauma um probably just my email address um i don't know if you have that or not if you can share it with them rob if you don't mind yeah no i don't mind it's uh my email address is uh and you know in the subject line just put where how you know me and stuff like that because again i'm like i don't know who this person is delete that's what's going to happen uh is uh all over caps yeah my first name which is spelled with two b's so it's r o b as in boy b as in boy boy w y l d as in dog e 2002 at yahoo.com. Yes, I'm a Zach Wild fan. That's, that's where the wild comes from. I'm not apologizing for that. So <laughs> there's that. So, yeah. <laughs> that's another piece to the puzzle. We love it. Right on. <laughs> well, we thank you, Rob, so much for being a part of Black Canvas. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right. Thank you, Rob, for being a part. We appreciate you. All right, brother. Thank you for asking. All right. No Bye-bye. problem. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,